medicine and the Bible. It's really fascinating that even though the Bible is thousands of years old, it still is relevant today. As a doctor myself, I've always found it really interesting that the guidelines and the methodology which we read of in the Bible is still applicable and can still be vital to people's health in this day and age. I'm just going to share my screen with you so we can go through this presentation together. Now, in order for us to do this in a stepwise approach, I first want us to consider, consider what the Bible is about. Let's consider a few quick facts about this amazing book. Then we're going to look at the medical advice from the Bible on a few key topics. We're going to consider that this Bible is a book ahead of its time. Then we're going to look at the incredible solution to our biggest medical challenge that will affect you all. So then the Bible, it's about 2,700 years old. There's over 100 million copies of the Bible sold annually, and it's been translated into 683 different languages with over 40 authors contributing to its context. The Bible contains historical, poetical and prophetical books, as well as epistles and gospels. The Old Testament took about a thousand years of history and the New Testament about 75 years of history to complete. And we're in a very interesting time of life, aren't we? We are seeing the challenge of the COVID-19 pandemic. People are re-evaluating what they spend their time on, how they work, how they live their lives. And that question now is getting asked more and more. What is worthy of your time? Well, the Bible claims it's got the answers to life. It claims it's got the only true hope of salvation. Do you know anything else which can claim something so amazing as that? It makes logical sense, doesn't it? If God created us, God created this world, he would have provided some sort of instruction book for what is best for us. Well, we as Christadelphians believe that book is the Bible. And surely this book is worth investigating and investing our time in order to understand. So when preparing this talk, there was a few medical problems which sprung to mind when I thought, what does the Bible say to us? about medical problems. Well, there's actually whole books written on this subject and uh, there's leaflets which we can draw your attention to at the end of this talk, which will give you a bit more detail on some of these subjects. But we're gonna do a very brief overview on the following problems, mental health issues, drug and alcohol issues, obesity, and COVID-19. Well, mental health problems are very complex, aren't they? It's, it's, uh, it's very hard sometimes for us to understand when we're suffering with them or if we know someone who's suffering through them. Well, the Bible does give us some hope, however. In Philippians, we read, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us our lives are going to be easy, but it does give us the option and the opportunity of hope. Through faith in God's word, we have the hope of everlasting life, a hope of a better thing to come. And while we are patiently waiting for that time, the psalmist reminds us in Psalm 34, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. 
The Bible also gives us some advice when it comes to our minds. In Ephesians chapter five, it reads, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. In fact, in 1 Peter 5 verse 8, we read, be alert and of sober mind. The Bible wants us to have a clear mind so that we can discern right from wrong. God wants us to be disciples walking towards his kingdom, to, to walk in the way which Jesus did. And in order for us to do that, we have to have clarity of thought so that we know what we are doing. Being intoxicated or inebriated doesn't let us do that. So the Bible speaks many times about the importance of being aware and alert and not being drunk. It always refers to being drunken as a state which we need to avoid. Then thinking about medical problems such as obesity, obesity in its own right, it leads on to other problems sometimes, quite often things like diabetes, it puts you at risk of heart disease and blood pressure issues. Well, the Bible talks about not living to excess. In Proverbs 23, it says, be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 6, we read, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? The Bible gives us a concept of moderation, trying not to get to the excesses of things in life. And it's a lesson which if we live and we adhere to, we would avoid some of the medical problems which would come as a consequence of these issues if we do eat to excess or engage with gluttony. Now, COVID-19 is obviously on everyone's lips. It's in everyone's minds. It's on every newspaper and every news site. That central poster, which you can see there, which reads 20 seconds that could save your life, is speaking expressly about washing your hands. Now, this is where the Bible really excels with its education, because thousands of years ago, before modern medicine had any idea about washing your hands, in the law of Moses, in the book of Leviticus, it speaks expressly about the importance of washing yourselves. It also speaks about the importance of isolation and quarantine, words which we we're hearing so often at the moment. But the Bible was ahead of its time. In the start here, we, it's talking about someone with a with a discharge, some sort of infectious discharge from their body. Anyone whom the one with the discharge touches without having rinsed his hands in water shall wash his so clothes and bathe himself in water and he'll be unclean until the evening. Speaks of this time of separation because of the infection and you have to clean and wash your clothes. They didn't have disposable aprons and clothes like we have now. They had to wash them and make sure you were clean and, and it carries on. And when the one with the discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing and wash his clothes. And he shall bathe his body in fresh water and shall be clean. This concept of washing and purging was so vital as it, it's, this was education for the children of Israel as they wandered through the, the, the wilderness. And it carried on then through their, their life and, and it gave them his education. Now, if you read the Bible, you understood the Bible, you'd read the, realize the importance of washing and cleansing and the implications that has on reducing the spread of disease and illness. The Bible really was ahead of its time because this is something which modern medicine was very slow to pick up on. Now, 
In a moment, we're going to consider this in a little short video presentation I want to share with you, which gives you a lot more information about this. This video was actually made in uh, the years uh, preceding uh, the COVID pandemic, but it's still very applicable and you'll be able to see that and understand by listening to it. So I'm just going to share that with you now. There are many reasons why we can rely on the Bible. But for me, one of the most interesting things is the aspects of the law of Moses that deal with medicine and science. Part of the fascination of the Bible for me is that here we have an ancient book, in fact, probably the oldest book extant, which contains scientific information that we've only understood in the last century or so, and some that we've only appreciated in the last few decades. We're all familiar with the concern in our hospitals regarding the spread of infections such as Clostridium difficile and MRSA, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus. These disease-causing organisms are spread on unwashed hands, and so hospital managements are anxious to encourage frequent hand washing by staff and visitors. This is not a modern idea, it's as old as the Bible itself. Let me read you a short extract from Leviticus, part of the Law of Moses written about three and a half thousand years ago. It's concerned with someone who is suffering from a form of gastroenteritis. Anyone the man with a discharge touches without rinsing his hands with water must wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will be unclean till evening. Here it's quite clear that the potential for the spread of disease is being checked by washing hands. It is remarkable that the ancient Israelites had a law that would prevent the spread of infectious diseases. The concept was rediscovered in the 1800s when a Hungarian obstetrician, Dr. Semmelweis, realized that childbed fever or puerperal fever was being spread from patient to patient by doctors on washed hands. He reduced the mortality among mothers from one in four, that is 25%, to less than 1%. If only doctors had read their Bibles, the lives of countless young women would have been saved. The Law of Moses included the important concept of quarantine to prevent the spread of diseases. It had provision for the disposal of human waste that prevented the contamination of drinking water. Something that causes suffering and death from waterborne diseases such as enteritis, typhoid and cholera. They also had laws relating to slum clearance, ensuring that houses were fit for habitation, something we might think was a post-war development. We now recognize that the ancient Jewish dietary laws, for example those that banned pig meat products and shellfish, are based on sound scientific principles that, when ignored, can result in severe and sometimes fatal food poisoning. We now realize that too much of the wrong sort of fat in our diets can lead to heart disease and, as some doctors think, bowel cancer. The Law of Moses forbids the eating of any animal fat. In the last couple of decades, we've come to understand why the Law of Moses allowed that a contaminated wooden article could be washed, but a contaminated pot vessel must be smashed. It's evident that a porous clay pot would be impossible to clean since bacteria could remain in the pores after it had been washed. But wood is also porous. Why was it acceptable to wash it? 
We now know that wood exudes a natural antibacterial substance and so is intrinsically hygienic. Studying the Bible has taught me first of all that it's obvious that the Bible is a book that was way, way ahead of its time. The laws of the surrounding contemporary nations simply don't compare with those to be found in the Bible. Not only did the law of Moses ensure a far better quality of life for those who kept it, but it also had a spiritual dimension, pointing forwards to something much greater. In the New Testament we have the fulfilment of ancient promises that offer an endless life. Now, if the Bible was so remarkably scientifically right three and a half thousand years ago, surely we can depend on it to be right in guiding us in the present and for our futures. And I think that's a really useful little clip there that we watch together. Because our biggest challenge as humans has got to be death. Modern medicine can't provide a solution for this. It's a, case in, it's, it's a case really of when, not if. It's a case of when and what will end our lives, unfortunately. Well, the Bible offers us a wonderful solution to this. The Bible offers us hope of an everlasting life. We read here together that in Mark 16, verse 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. The Bible tells us that belief and baptism are essential for salvation. And that salvation is in the form of everlasting life in the kingdom of God on earth when Jesus will return to be the king. And there's a lot more information which we can share with you. and would love to share with you about this. But the question for you today is, what are you going to spend your time on? Do you believe in this book? Do you want to believe? Do you want to be saved? Do you want to live forever? Do you want to learn more? Because if you do, now is the time. Thank you.